I have almost no hobbies in my life. I don't play golf. I watch the Jets games and I cry. The only real hobby that I have, sadly, is reading. I enjoy reading more than anything else, and I'll read as much as humanly possible um, at all times. One of my favorite books is a book called Thinking Fast and Slow, and it's written by a Nobel Prize winning um, psychologist by the name of Daniel Kahneman. Daniel basically looks to how people think and the way in which they think and how much of our unconscious bias dictates who we are and what we do and how we express ourselves. Why does any of that matter? Within that book is some examples of cognitive biases, right? The ways we think that are unknown to even ourselves. And one of the most popular ones is something called risk aversion or loss aversion, if you will. In that scenario, basically a human being feels worse when they lose something than better when they gain something. So for example, if I lost 50 bucks in the street, I would feel worse than if I actually found 60 bucks on the street. Why does that matter? It matters because it sort of looks at how people react in certain situations. And I would argue specifically in real estate, it can help you become a better salesperson and add value to the way that you treat your clients and talk to your clients. Specifically, loss aversion and SEMAs are interconnected. Some of you know what a SEMA is, many of you do not. So I wanna go through what specifically a SEMA actually is and how it saved I'd say one in three deals last year for me from actually collapsing and bring, bridging a gap between seller and buyer, um, which you couldn't usually bridge in the first place. This has happened and this continues to happen in this crazy market that we're in. And I continue to use SEMAs on almost all of my deals on the purchaser side. And I sometimes ask for them on the seller side as well because there's benefits there. So a SEMA is a consolidation, extension, and modification agreement. And I'll simplify what that sort of means in a second. It works for condos. It works for houses. It does not work for co-ops because co-ops are not considered a real property. Um, so you're not paying mortgage tax when you actually buy in. When you buy a property in New York, and let's say you're buying a condo, one of the wonderful benefits of getting a mortgage is that you're actually paying mortgage tax on the amount that you take out. The tax that you pay is 1.925% of the mortgage amount, so long as that mortgage is over $500,000. And for purposes of simplicity, we're going to be talking about mortgages that are over 500k because we're talking about New York and everything is obscenely expensive, sadly. So in this scenario, let's say someone is buying in Tribeca or they're buying in Carroll Gardens and they're buying a condo and they're buying it for 2.5 million. And this individual is getting a mortgage for $2 million. At closing, that person's going to fork over close to 39000 In fact, they're going to fork over $38,500 just in mortgage taxes that they have to pay. So how does a SEMA actually help this? Well, in a scenario of a SEMA, let's say we, we put a SEMA into place, we ask the seller how much of a mortgage they have. And then what we do is we look at the difference between the mortgage that they have and the mortgage that we're applying for. And if we can get a SEMA done... The buyer is only responsible for the money, the difference between the old money that the seller has on their mortgage and the new money that they're applying for. So to give an example of this, let's go back to that $2 million purchase or $2.5 million purchase where the mortgage amounts to $2 million. In a normal scenario where we don't do a SEMA, they're going to pay $38,500 at the closing just for getting a mortgage. But let's say that seller bought three years ago or five years ago even, and they bought it for $2 million bucks. 
And so they have a mortgage that's $1.5 million. What we would do essentially is say to the seller, hey, are you cool with us doing a SEMA? And the seller would almost always say yes. And the seller, what we basically do is we look at the seller's mortgage, which is 1.5, and we look at ours, which is 2 million. And if we do a successful SEMA, our buyer is now only responsible for the difference between the old money and the new money. So in this scenario, it's 500,000 bucks, basically 2 million minus 1.5 million, because the tax has already been paid on the original $1.5 million when the seller bought the place. So New York just wants the, the tax paid on the difference between those. In this example, you essentially save, the buyer would save $28,875, I kid you not. Because the difference between those two numbers, 2 million and 1.5 million, is 500,000. And on 500,000 or a little bit more, you're gonna pay around $9,700 in taxes. So what do you need to know from this? One, it doesn't delay things. SEMAs are done all the time in the commercial world and I started using them probably two years ago in the residential space. Some attorneys use them more often than others. I include them in every single rider when I represent a purchaser in a co-op, I'm sorry, in a condo or a house because it just doesn't hurt. If you have a good loan officer, you're able to get this done within the same period of time so you're not delaying closing at all. And to allay any concerns that the sellers may have, I put in the fact that this will not delay closing. If it does, we go back to a traditional mortgage. So in this scenario, let's say we're saving our clients, let's say you rep the buyer as well, on the broker side, almost $30,000. The sellers are kind of thinking, wait a second, we want some of that too. So it's customary that we split with the sellers the actual SEMA savings that we have. We put all the fees together, we split, We say we're gonna split everything, and then whatever's left over, we split 50-50. I've had plenty of attorneys that have no idea what a SEMA is, and so they will just give us the benefit of doing it. I've also had other situations where you know, my deal is significantly more attractive to another deal, and they will allow us to keep the savings entirely, right? So it really genuinely bridges the gap on a lot of deals that typically would not have happened in the first place. What matters in this scenario? One, the fees that the buyer and seller are likely going to pay range around $500 to $1,000 based on each side and what they're going to charge. But the savings that they have way outweigh any of this stuff. They don't have to do any additional work whatsoever, either on the buy, really on the buy side. On the sell side, they just have to let their um, bank know that they want to do this, and both banks have to approve. Many of the banks that I work with, Wells, City, BOA, they're all cool with SEMAs. They do them all the time, and if you have a loan officer that knows what they're doing, they do them without any kind of friction whatsoever. There's also something called the continuing lien deduction, which is a benefit that the sellers get when you do a SEMA that adds up in the thousands as well. So you can add that to the pot and sort of split everything. Why does all of this matter? One, it matters because you get an incredibly, incredibly happy client that just saved an enormous amount of money when they wouldn't have. You get to show, again, your value to that client in knowing what a SEMA is and bringing that up almost initially or at some stage of an offer being placed. And clients find money that they thought that they were going to lose. So they leave the actual table knowing that they just really saved a ton of money that they ordinarily wouldn't have. And just going back to, to Danny's book that I mentioned before, 
Studies have shown that most people will remember the end of a specific experience itself. So if you're at the dentist's office and it's really, really bad initially, but you space out, the dentist spaces out that procedure for a really long time, and at the tail end, let's say, the last third, there's no pain, they're likely to remember the fact that there was minimal to no pain in that procedure rather than having something where everything's going smoothly and at the end, the tooth is just killing them or whatever happens. They're going to remember that tail end of it. So in both those issues, essentially getting rid of a loss aversion, saving your client money, and having them leave the table with the experience of actually finding this money or not losing money itself, really inures you to the client without you even buying that wonderful bottle of wine that you just gave the client at the end of the day. Um, I'm happy to discuss the paragraphs that I put into a contract. They've never once derailed a deal, slowed the deal, killed the deal, whatever verbiage you want to use. And they've always led to pretty happy conclusions along the way. Um, And so it's something that you should definitely consider specifically in this absolutely crazy market, including in many of your deals, or at least talking to me about including in your deals. Guys, as always, this has been fun. I'm going to um, go change um, into a gecko costume and go trick-or-treating with my uh, three-year-old son. So if you see me around Williamsburg, please do not think less of me as you see me as a child superhero walking the streets asking for candy. Thank you as always, and I will talk to you soon.